Welcome to another episode of Engagement Zone, uh, brought to you by the Employee Engagement Awards. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew Manners, the founder of the awards. Uh, and uh, in the news this week, uh, we had the Democratic uh, uh, debates in, in Detroit last night. And in sport, we have the ashes kicking off between Australia and England. Um, but today, today's guest, we'll get straight to him. Uh, we have an award-winning guest uh, with us, uh, winning the employer brand in North America in 2019 uh, with uh, T-Mobile. Um, please welcome Mark, Mark Diller. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How are you? How are you this week? What's 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 up with you? Oh, how much is up with us? Uh, we are uh, the our company is a pending merger with Sprint, one of our rivals in the marketplace, wow. and just recently received word that the Department of Justice would be giving its approval to that. So the deal isn't final, but we're very excited about that going forward. Well, that that's a huge deal, um, <laughs> uh, and probably lots of different challenges along the way with 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 that, those kind of with that kind of merger as well but we'll, we'll stick to your award-winning work so what uh, and yourself what tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what you what you've been up to in your career sure um so i've been working in digital communications for about 20 years uh, ever since i got out of graduate school and mostly that was on the web marketing educational content pretty much everything you can think about uh, but about Three years ago, I was starting to feel like things were getting a little bit stale, like I had uh, explored web content to the extent that I was able, and I started getting the itch to uh, take the step into social media. And there was an opportunity within human resources on the employer brand marketing team to head up our social strategy, and I jumped at it. And it's been a really fun ride. I'm in digital communications for 20 years. You must have. I originally started out in communications, and it was it was in the print kind, not the digital kind. And you must have seen quite a lot, lot of change in those 20 years. Yeah, when I first got started, the web was a new thing, and we were just exploring what was possible there. So it's been an amazing experience just being at the center of that as the internet has changed the world. Yeah, well, I hope, I hope to hope to um, maybe meet you when I'm in Seattle and uh, and, and and just uh, talk to ask you lots of questions actually because yeah, that must have been an extraordinary journey actually just in those in the, in the twenty years and the, and the evolution of how we communicate now. So, and, and on that on on that note, um, the the uh, getting to the employer brand, um, you obviously saw the opportunity. Now, why do you think it's such an important part of getting a workforce engaged, a strong employer brand? I feel like companies are just now waking up to the fact that employer brand is critical to pretty much everything we do because uh, the brand that a company brings to the employment market defines the people who come in and to become part of that company. And talent and traction is uh, critical to achieving pretty much all the company's goals. And if we want to compete head-to-head with companies like Google and Facebook and Amazon, like we do in the Seattle market, then we as a company need to have a very strong brand. And uh, T-Mobile has taken that step uh, a little bit earlier than rival companies so i feel like we're out ahead of the curve to some extent Uh, but it's very much a growing field where companies are realizing that this has been an unexplored territory and is an area where they definitely need to place an investment 
So, and do you think it's like you know a two-sided? So you have the 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 external side that helped you recruit the best, uh, but also once you've recruited them to to keep them uh, engaged and, and and understanding where the business is going. Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, those streams cross constantly because your current employees are a primary uh, representative of the brand of your employment brand. Uh, that shows up in Glassdoor reviews, but also shows up in retail locations every time a customer talks, comes in for a product or a service. It shows up in the customer service that you offer. So employees being excited about where they are, uh, valuing where they are, being proud of the company they work for, that's both an element of the employee employer brand and also a critical driver, a critical uh, way of communicating that to potential applicants. We have found in our studies that the people who apply for jobs at T-Mobile are strongly correlated with the people who are already happy customers of T-Mobile. So external, internal, marketing, employer brand, this is a Venn diagram with lots of areas of overlap. I I just find it so exciting. Um, 10, 15 years ago, I was saying that it's going to totally flip on its head. Uh, you know, all the money is going into customer brand, you know, external brand, and customer loyalty. And you know, some one day we're going to wake up and realize actually, if you focus internally, employer brand, you know, employee employee experience, that that then will feed out um, through in, into the customer world as well. And the internal side will get a lot, a lion's share of the, the the money. Now that that hasn't happened yet, but it's definitely on the way there. I think, and you know, hearing what you're saying is very exciting. Um, so, so to T-Mobile, um, can you share um, share what the employer brand is, uh, how you created it or discovered it, and uh, and to tell us a bit more? Sure. Um, when we started this up, and my team is only about is less than three years old at this point, and when we started it out. Pretty much the place we began was a uh, motto at T-Mobile, which internally, which is frontline first, that we put our frontline employees first because our customers come first and our frontline employees are the primary point of contact with our customers. And so that was an easy, natural first step for us. And it turned out to be a, a very well-placed step because uh, it led us naturally into featuring the employee as our brand. Uh, we have we are fortunate to have two talented photographers on our team who are embedded within the front line. One is in came out of a customer service role and still works out of a call center in Idaho. Another came out of a retail role and still works out of a signature store in Miami. And so through their efforts, we were able to really put a face to our employer brand and that face is the face of the employee. And T-Mobile is distinctive among retail organizations in very much embracing distinctive individual personalities in hair color, in tattoos, in piercings. And so the next step that we took from making the employee the face of the brand was embracing that diversity. And uh, we've really grown into that as part of our statements. Uh, the, like I say, our first embrace of diversity was within things like tattoos and hair colors, the personal representation. But we've expanded that uh, to an embrace of diversity within uh, gender identity and um, uh, 
age diversity and the many, many ways that diversity shows up in a workplace as one of the primary things that we communicate about T-Mobile. That's hashtag BU is something that we use very frequently on our social media because it's something that we truly believe in, that when you come to work, you should not have to bring you should not have to leave who you are behind at home. Like you bring your full self into work and that's not a source of tension or uh, weakness. That's It's not a point of divisiveness. That uniqueness brings greater diversity to the thoughts that we are able to, uh, to gather in building better products, in uh, providing better customer service. Like when the employee brings their full self to work, then we benefit by everything that that employee has to offer. And so our employer brand that we've been able to stand up within our channels has always started with the employee. And it's our effort to give that employee a voice and make them the face of everything that we're, we say about the company. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, psychological safety is you know something you're touching on there, I guess, and the fact that you know, come to work, be yourself, and and don't be scared of being who you are. Um, and, and and on the whole, around the world, we we're very bad at it. Um, so campaigns like this are absolutely fantastic. Um, just just listening to you as well. Um, one of the obvious things that has never occurred to me is just if you if you're um, being inclusive and you know um, putting a face to, to the diversity within your own organization or you you know you're reflecting what's out in your customer base as well we're not all the same <laughs> and our customers yeah. are all the same yes yeah um, yeah that's that's been very clear to us from the beginning that we have a diverse set of customers and a diverse set of employees particularly within frontline and so it's just is being honest. It's uh, speaking the language of the of our customers and our employees. You know how they already speak amongst themselves, and uh, it's taking things for the way they are and speaking to the customers who we have, speaking to the customers who we desire, and speaking by way of the employees who are already here, who are then also in their passion and their diversity a model for the employee that we hope to attract. So, so what what were the the objectives of you know frontline first you know be hashtag be you you know was it just building a, a sense of community was it being able to make your uh, your employees listen to to what you say when you say it more often um, you know so you can communicate messages more more efficiently to them or you know what what were the objectives. <sighs> I think the largest objective is uh, just to be authentic, uh, to not be a – like people today have learned to be very suspicious of marketing messages. Like we automatically tune it out because we're bombarded by marketing pretty much every moment of every day. And so the only way to cut through that um, ingrained cynicism on the part of the audience is to speak in a way that's very authentic and true. And ultimately, that letters up to trust. If we can be in the market with our social channels, speaking every day with authenticity, um, providing items of value to our end users, honestly concerned about what our end users need and trying to serve those needs, then we can build up through with that authentic message, we can build up the sort of trust that will then lead to an application or that will uh, allow resilience if there's a period when the business is going through a struggle. Like we are building up a well of trust so that uh, they, the people who are addressing will listen to us, essentially. Um, and 
was it a way of giving your employees a voice as well? Um, you know. Yes. Yeah, and that that connects very clearly with uh, research that's been done um, by Edelman and others around who people trust. Like over time, people have stopped trusting people in power, in particular. So CEOs are less trusted now. Uh, the the high earning leaders of companies are less trusted. Uh, company boards are not trusted to a significant level, and it's kind of similar to the disenchantment that we see with people. Uh, checking out from what their elected representatives are saying. But what people do trust um, is people who look and sound like themselves. If you can hear a message from someone who you identify with, you are much more likely to uh, give credence to that message. So, um, So that has guided our strategy to a large extent that we give employees an opportunity to speak from their heart. And we never script any part of that. Uh, we will ask them what it means to work at T-Mobile, and uh, we run that copy. We we ask African-American employees to speak to the topic of what Black History Month means to them. And then by giving them a platform, allowing them to speak from their hearts, we create that sense of authenticity and, I hope, the well of trust that when we do need to go out by our channels to share a corporate message uh, – our audience will give a little bit more credence to that because they know that we're a channel that puts authenticity first. So um, you mentioned channels. What, what, how, do, how, do you get, how do you get out there to, to, the, to your people? So we're active on four uh, channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, which is a little bit underutilized now. Uh, we're looking to use that a bit more effectively. Is email in, in included in that at all, or is it just those channels? No, we really don't use email as a channel. Um, we haven't used email as a channel. Social media is a primary one. Uh, we, of course, have a careers website, and we use uh, uh, paid search and banner advertising. And so th- those are our primary channels. Uh, and what's the most effective channel for your audience at the moment? What's got the biggest uptake? Twitter right now is our primary channel. Um Twitter is uh, T-Mobile's primary channel as a whole because, of course, our CEO has 5 million followers on Twitter, and so a whole lot ladders down from that. Uh, But we found to a surprising degree that Instagram is in many ways our most effective channel, that we have much higher engagement on Instagram, which is where we communicate things around culture. Um, And Twitter is a channel that we use for more useful, functional, how to get a job, how to do better with your current job material. And, and and I know obviously um, uh, we've we've usually uh, do about twenty minutes on our podcast, and we're going to be writing up the T-Mobile case study. But from a standing start three years ago to, to where you are now, can you can you try and paint a picture of what you've achieved uh, and what's next for for the T-Mobile brand? Uh, brand? So. I'd say what we've done in the last three years uh, with the T-Mobile employer brand is pretty much figure out what it is uh, through dialogue with our audience and by giving a platform to our employees. We've been able to zero in on the themes and the approaches that are most effective for us. And right now, we feel like we're ahead of the game in terms of how other companies are doing uh, employer brand on social media, but we're looking for ways to raise it up to the next level. And 
essentially change the game, find channels that will allow us to do things that other employers are not even thinking of doing. I know personally I'm excited about the possibility of uh, a podcast, maybe one like yours, where we're talking about employment as a general topic with, uh, again, T-Mobile as a background to that, but just being high-value content for users who then might discover T-Mobile as a possible employer. And we're also starting to wonder what comes after social media. These channels will not be here forever. Um, If we keep playing out the string, eventually that string's going to run out on us. And so right now we're starting to wonder if Twitter goes away as an effective channel, if Instagram ceases to be a, a primary cultural communicator for us, where would we go next? And I don't know that I have the answer to that, but uh, we're definitely asking the questions. And, and, and if, if you did, you'd probably be a billionaire in the next 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. Let, let me know if you come up with anything. But um, no, I, I totally agree. You always have to be looking forward and seeing where, where, where people want to communicate and how they want to consume, consume information. So that's what we're trying to do with, with, with this podcast ourselves, um, always looking to improve. Um, look, I could, I could, like, like all our guests, I could talk to you for hours, Mark, um, but I know, I know you've uh, got important, important things to be getting on with today. Um, so um, I'm just trying to think. Um, there was one last thing, actually, if, if, if you've got time. Um, we talked about it just before we jumped on, on air, um, around the create, creation or discovering an employer brand. Are you able to touch on that at all? Yeah, well, my own perspective on digital content, and this goes back over the 20 years I've been involved in it, is it's very much a dialogue with your end user, with your audience. Uh, If a company goes to market with a message that's defined entirely in terms of what the business wants to say about itself, uh, you are not going to find an audience that's engaged with that because you're not serving your audience's needs. And so again, it's kind of a Venn diagram between what you want to say and what the audience wants to hear. And you need to find the spot of overlap between those topics. And so what we've done is just be very intentional intentional about collecting metrics, reviewing what's connecting with our audiences, trying new things to find that overlap within the Venn diagram. And so it's been a process of discovery. When we first started on this, uh, diversity did not seem like a topic that was going to work that well for us on channels like Twitter. But we've discovered that if we approach it in a certain way, it's a very powerful topic for us with very strong engagement. And again, when you give a platform to your employee, you don't necessarily know what that employee is going to say. And so it's a process of discovery that hand off the microphone, hear what they're, they're saying, learn more about your employees in the process, and then carry that knowledge forward to the next thing. So I feel like if we had drawn up a set of messaging pillars around our employer brand three years ago, and gone into market with that, we would not have done nearly as well. Instead, we went in with curiosity and with a willingness to listen, and that's gotten us to a much better place. That's fantastic because there is there is there is an almost a natural uh, inclination to use this as a, a tell function. We're going to tell you what we're doing, and we're going to tell you what to think, and tell you what you know how we how we're going to behave, and. Um, 
doing what you're saying and involving people along the way uh, and even just the process of involving people and giving them the trust to, to have their voice on the platform actually creates advocacy. Uh, it's a, the Hawthorne effect. If you involve people, then you can actually have, uh, it actually builds advocacy and that's what you're doing, which is fantastic. So, um Brilliant. So, what what have you got on this summer? Have you had a vacation yet, uh, Mark? Or um, are you going away? Um, so next week, I'm very excited that uh, I'm doing something that my team allows, which is we take a sabbatical week once a year, where I'm going to just go off for a week and think about big things. And so, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, next big vacation is into October when I'm going to Mexico, but. Uh, I'll be enjoying the summer months here in in Seattle because summer is not very long in Seattle, so you have to savor it. Fantastic. Well, um, maybe you'll have that multi-billion dollar idea in your sabbatical next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, really, really appreciate it. Um, and congratulations again on winning the award. We'll, we'll be writing up uh, your story and, and obviously sending it to you and the well for, for approval and, um, and, and getting it out there. But congratulations on the great work and uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we're open for entries in the UK and Europe until October the 9th, uh, 2019. And for now, it's, thank you thank you to Mark and uh, another episode of Engagement Zone is, is over. Thank you. Bye-bye.